Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into episode 137 of the Natural Hattrick Podcast. I'm Luke Lipinski alongside Craig Morgan, the Natty Hattie, and Jamie Eisner. I have no words. I, what is going on? Well, what I, is this? Hockey is happening. No, what is the sound? <laughs> Somebody going to explain? <laughs> or am I the only one hearing this? Do you not follow current events, Luke? I try. Are you not aware of what's happening in the world? This is really soothing, I gotta be honest. It's <laughs> taking me to a happy place. <laughs> uh, I assume we're gonna talk Olympic hockey. And the, uh, the gold medal game between Germany and OAR. Does OAR do a cover of this song? Because that would bring it all together. <laughs> yes, that would be perfect. <laughs> Okay, you can kill that now, yes. Yes, Germany has done the unthinkable against uh, whatever that shell of a Canadian roster yes. was that was on the Olympic ice sheet. Early this morning, Germany defeated Canada in the Olympic semifinals 4-3, to hanging on, and they will play for gold. Did a little research this morning, and if my research is correct, and that is always in question, Germany has never won better than a bronze medal at the Olympics in men's ice hockey. They won bronze in 1932 at Lake Placid, won bronze in 1976 at Innsbruck, Austria. They're going to do better than that this season. I was just going to say, if my research is correct, they will finish with at least a silver in 2018. So this is what we get, right? If you just if you don't have NHL players in the Olympics, you get... You get Germany. You get subpar hockey and Germany against a country that isn't a country in the final. Yes, Germany against the Olympic flag. Matthias Plakta, <laughs> by again, the way. Which, again, had a whole different meaning... <laughs> about 70 years ago. Uh, well, look, I was one of those people that was like, I'll watch Olympic hockey no matter what. And, and I didn't even necessarily feel like we had to have NHLers at, at first. Uh, and, and I've still watched, but I now have turned the other way. We need well, NHL There were players. NHL players on the ice today. Matthias Plakta scored for Germany, and he, uh, well, as Jamie and I discussed earlier, didn't even have a cup of coffee with the Coyotes. No, there's a lot of players in this tournament that had a cup of coffee or less. Gilbert Brule. Yep, Gilbert Brule. Yeah, they were the a lot of goon, the Canadian goon. So was thrown out of the game this morning. I don't know if anyone was up. I was actually up watching this game. Were you up watching this game? I, I was not. not. Yeah. What time was okay. it on? I'm still At trying to five, convert from ten. I think is when they dropped the puck. Pyeongchang time to Arizona time. It's not working for me. <laughs> Could you say that again, please? No, I can't. <laughs> I've been up too long trying to figure out what time it is. Because they just convert to, quote, American time, but they don't say, like, what's part of America. So, yeah, no, I didn't see the game. Okay. Well, I, I, just, I just look on Canadian sites when I want hockey schedules. 
They're yeah. usually pretty accurate. Even those have been suspect, though, throughout this tournament. So, can, is this the part where I can crow about the fact that I did predict Russia to win the gold medal at men's Olympic ice hockey? Well, I think you guys took yet. Sweden. We, yeah, I, I, I we'll need Sweden. to talk about that with a friend of the show at some point. Yes. Probably well, they didn't after. play their best player, so that's... I didn't realize they were point-shaving in the Olympics. <laughs> well, to be fair, Team Sweden has a history of not playing their best players. That's also true. <laughs> Um, that would have been a good Eric Carlson segue, but we need to talk a little more Olympic hockey because the U.S. women won the gold medal yes. as well. Wait, you're not going to crow about picking Russia to win even though they might still lose? I already did that. Oh, okay. Okay, so I'll, I'll come back to that when they win gold medal. But I am rooting for Germany because that would be a cool story. Yeah. That's really, unusual. That's, like, yeah. Team I do, Europe almost winning the World Cup. Yeah, I do like un, the unpredictability of it. I, I like that about, well, I mean, the NCAA tournament is probably the, the best example we yeah. have because too many sports are predictable. So I, I would like to see Germany win. But the U.S. women win gold, but they did it in a shootout. In a shootout yeah. for a gold medal? I always, you know, it's for, as fun as sometimes these shootout moments in the Olympics can be, I, they're just, there's just something that just leaves a sour taste in your mouth when the gold medal game. I understand if you want to end the, the bronze medal game sure. or any of the other games, but the gold medal game, you should play until somebody gets it. be a golden goal, goal, right? Yeah. What is the logic the behind The Lambert's move on the shootout was fantastic. Yeah, it was, was it was. It was insane. It was so much better than any move any American man put on the uh, the, the Czech Republic goalie. Where they, none, none of them actually <laughs> oh, shot the puck. They just rammed it oh, into that. his pad. Yeah. Um, what is the logic behind feeling the need to go to a shootout in the gold medal game? Like, Do they honestly think people won't stay up and watch it? That game ended at like 2 in the morning Eastern time anyway. Yeah, I don't know. It's just an awful decision. Change it. Yeah, There is no logic behind it. Yeah, Let's they just, just say that. They can decide to just change it for the gold medal game. There's no, There are no more games coming. This is the last the game. Last one. Play until someone wins. And honestly, that would have made it even more epic if that went yes. like three overtimes or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. And it's four on four, so it's not going to go that many overtimes. Like That's the other thing. They, they have changed that over the years. It's, it's not like they're going to play for nine hours. And if they do... Everybody will be talking about it. Yeah, and there's not a game tomorrow, so that's... By the way, the U.S. also beat Canada in curling, as Mark Lazarus pointed out, you know, RIP Canada. I'm sure he's doing just fine on social media. <laughs> he's had a good on. run recently. <laughs> not, not the best Olympics of all time for Canada. Well, they are ahead of the U.S. in the medals table. So. Not the best Olympics of all time for the U.S. either. No, definitely not. <laughs> Maybe Norway is cleaning not, up. Yes. Not the best Olympics of all time in general. But uh, hold on, on Norway... How many people live in Norway? I, I don't know. Google help me here. Alexa, how many? Not that uh, many. It's in the other office. And they are winning every single medal. Magic, Magic Man's looking it up. Like the percentage. That's what the, I call Chris Schubert, by the way. I'm, yeah. I'm not calling I him leftovers. Five point, a little over 5.2 5. 5. 5. 5. million. 5.2 million. Okay. okay, and they have like 6.2 so, medals. Don't you love it when, when some sites do the per capita medals? I love looking at those tables to see where the U.S. actually ranks per population. I haven't seen those, but that's yeah. that's what I'm looking for because really Norway's got to be like one to two for everybody. It's, it's as interesting it's as looking at electoral maps and seeing that Wyoming's votes count four times as much, or maybe just two times as much as New Yorkers. I think it's four times as much. So just looking up like these, <laughs> the not three, that that's a problem. The, the, the three top stories involving Norway right now, according to Google, are both are why is tiny Norway, which is apparently a thing, because there are two articles that refer to them as tiny Norway. Maybe that's like Norway. a maybe that's a nickname for a city in Norway. No, it's really not tiny. I mean, compared to other countries. And then in one Europe. other article that just says another reason Norwegians are the worst. Oh wow, that had to okay. be from Politico EU. Wow. They don't even do anything in hockey, and yet here they are just dominating, the winning Olympics. every other medal except yeah. for hockey. It's not tiny, by the way. I mean, you got Liechtenstein, you got Luxembourg, you've got never mind. How, how much do their electoral votes count? In comparison to New York, yeah. no. Uh, 
I mean, I've enjoyed the Olympics overall, but the uh, the, the men's hockey tournament, it, it's not... I, I'm with you, Craig, in the sense that I like the unpredictability. Like, I'm, I'm sick of... On some level, I was sick of going into every year with, hey, Canada has a, an absolute all-star team, so it's three or four other teams trying to knock off Canada. Like, that's not that entertaining to me. I agree. It's like it's like the dream team in, in basketball for the U.S., right? Yeah. It's, it's dull. But the caliber of hockey wasn't great. Agreed. And that they need to find a happy medium there, whether it's like we've talked about on the show in the past where you're, you're taking basically it's like a world junior tournament or, or whatever, something like that, because this, this, this was an odd mix of it's not amateurs because a lot of these guys have played professionally, but it's not the best of the best either. So you need, mm. you need to find, this is not the happy medium. Well, I'm hopefully not. we don't have this. Well, I don't, see, I'm torn on this too because I don't know what's going to, you heard, you saw Gary Bettman's comments today from the Sloan Sports Conference saying he's not sure if they're going to Beijing. So we'll see. That, of course, is a nego- negotiating well, ploy. Of course. All right, let's see. PA and the we'll NHL are much, not talking at all anymore. How much money the players have to give back? In yes, order to or what else they have to give back? Player tracking system, all that stuff. Well, that's after Jamie's next predicted lockout, anyway. Yes. So yeah. a lot of stuff can change there. It's good for me. Seabrook buyout. I like it. Compliance buyouts. Woo. I think Chicago might need more than a Brent Seabrook buyout. Just oh, I, wait. Are, are, have you, are you on board? Did, did we establish this? Is Luke fully on board? Yeah, we, we played the, the audio Hawks, clip. Okay, oh, yeah. that's no, good. Live forever. Okay, been on the Blackhawks are not making the playoffs. I, I, do they even play anymore? The Blackhawks? Yeah. Sure. I think they won the other night. Oh. They did. They beat Ottawa in like a shootout, right? They did. All right. I, I got think the they transition won I won another game, but it Well, only shows one in a row. So Speaking of Ottawa, Eric Carlson. Hey, look at that. See how I just tee that up for I, you? I had to tee you up to tee me up, and it was uh, it was like a it was like a give and go pass that didn't go very well through the uh, neutral zone. Do we think this that's is exactly real? what it was? That's exactly what I was thinking, Luke. Yeah, it was like a give and go pass that got intercepted like after the second one, and now we're looking the other way for a shorthanded goal. Eric Carlson, do we really think this we need to work through this analogy more? Because I, I don't, I got nothing. Why do we have to work through it again? <laughs> I think it's pretty clear. Okay, a give and go pass is when player A passes the puck to player B and then goes and hits the, the puck from player B. Got it. No, yes. I, I'm aware of the terminology. All right, just, the application to our to that transition. It's a little hazy for me. You found a way to make it somehow more awkward, which is impressive in its own right. Do you guys have any interest in talking about Eric Carlson? I do. Oh, okay. I'm fascinated by this. You guys don't like talking about Ottawa, though, so I know you're emotional. Well, yes, but it's we'll fun to talk about the best player on their team who's not going to be on their team. Well, I, I mean, I, Bob McKenzie has a terrific thread on this. The, the, the bullet points here are it's going to be really hard to do. Ottawa would like to throw in Bobby Ryan's contract, which has four years remaining at a... Seven point two five million cap hit, so yes. that's that's tough for a lot of teams to take on, especially playoff teams like Tampa. I don't know how that works. Maybe they they give some on that. Maybe they they don't have to do this. Maybe Tampa can give them enough in return to make it happen. But Eric Carlson is actually on the trade block. He's actually on the trade block. Ottawa is going to give up this asset. Not not going to, but they're willing to. They're willing to listen, which is. Insanity to me. This Insanity. Is, this is my prediction. If Ottawa, if it's out there, and, and this is coming from reputable sources, if it's out there that Ottawa is willing to part with Eric Carlson, in my mind, he's gone, right? There's yeah. 30 other teams that all should be lining up to find a way to add him. So I hear what you're saying, that it's tough for a playoff team to take on Bobby Ryan's contract, but I don't think it's just playoff teams that should be lining up for, for Eric Carlson at this point. He's signed for another year, and... 
anyone should be lining up for this player. He, I mean, he's the sort of player that you, you get a deal done the day after you, you trade for him, and he's on your team for another eight years. Mm-hmm. And we're legitimately talking he's a, a top superstar. four player, top yeah. five oh, player. Oh, yes, without question. Could have won the MVP superstar. last year. Yes. So, How old is Eric Carlson now? 27. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, this is a game changer. He's in his prime and will be for the next five years probably. What do you think Ottawa can realistically expect back for him? Because if, if this is my problem if I'm a Senators fan, which I guess at that point I'd have other problems too, but if their objective is just to get rid of Bobby Ryan's contract, that doesn't work. Like I need a number one center. Back. Well, no, I mean they'll get assets. The problem is, is that's now almost fourteen million dollars in cap space. You're trying to another team has to clear out. So yeah. Tampa Bay would have to clear out twelve million dollars back in a trade. Now assuming that maybe Ottawa hold, retains part of that, but where do you get that from? Because it, like I'm looking at Tampa for example, because that's the team that's been floated out there, and they would win. They would just hand them the cup now if they got them. Who are you going to give back? Because I don't know if Ottawa's going to want to take on these two or three year deals of high salary, or they would have just keep would just keep Bobby Ryan. Like if Strawman at two years, Colbert two Carlson. years, Girardi at two years, Ryan Callahan three years. I mean, I don't know who I don't know where you make twelve million dollars of cap space. I don't yeah. understand why you can't come up with money for Eric Carlson. Honestly. Well, that's well, that's an Ottawa problem. Yeah, not a Tampa Bay problem. But but that would again that worries me that their objective. For, for trading him is to shave cap space. Not just him, but well, if, if it's to throw Bobby Ryan in, too. Like that should be priority number five. And we've talked a lot about the, is, the issues with ownership there. Yeah. Right? And Eugene Melnick's comments have been very clear. He's bankroll not going to bankroll yeah. a team. That's so uh, if, if I'm an Ottawa Senators fan right now, I'm deeply depressed because my owner really yeah. isn't trying to win. And basically, it's giving the clear impression he can't afford the hockey team he owns. Chris Kunitz basically ruined the Senators by scoring that goal last year because there's a chance they would have at least lost to Nashville in the Stanley Cup. And actually, Chris Kunitz might be somebody that goes back in a deal for Eric Carlson. <laughs> See, everything comes full circle. It's just pointless to talk about which teams might be interested because we can we can probably list every team. In They're the all NHL. interested. Everyone should who be can interested do it? here. Yeah. yeah, who can do it? Well, who can do it? That's that's a you different need, conversation. You need the cap have. space and the prospects. Yeah. Let's um, and we can all think of a few teams that have cap space and prospects. Let's let's. Huh. Let's play the percentage game here, okay? The Coyotes are we talking about here? Right, that's one of the teams. They're not the only team, but they are a team that has sure. cap space and prospects. Let's um, and a, a pension for Swedish defensemen. Defensemen. Seriously, they they <laughs> and they would play their Swedish defensemen yeah. unlike Sweden. So, wow. Let's just all He's let just our minds wander. because you know you guys took Sweden and, and I didn't. Not as bitter as Sebastian. True. I just if the if Rasmus Dahlin's going to be the number one pick in the draft, as we've heard for a year now. And he's basically the only player that we know is going to be in the NHL next year playing in the Olympic tournament. Why can't I see him for more than two minutes and 59 seconds? Red flag. Red flag. He's plummeting down the draft board now. Yeah, now, now he's undraftable. So are we back to this Teams that could get crazy, Carlson. insane hypothetical that the Coyotes could trade for Eric Carlson? That wasn't the percentage game I was going to play, but okay. we, we can play that. If so what, what would you send in return? I, two names come to mind for me right away, Jacob Chikrin and Max Domi. Would yeah. be included in a package. You probably have to give up your first round pick this year as well. Yeah. Now, to be clear, that first round pick, if the Coyotes trade it, will be the number one pick overall. So <laughs> just course. be aware of that. So <laughs> it's possible. So it'll be Rasmus but also, Eric Carlson. Yeah. I, I'm just look. You know my feelings on Eric Carlson. I would trade almost anything to get him on almost any team. But and also, if if, if that were to happen, Craig has to wear the wig at every home game. I mean, let's just be fair. I, here. I will do that actually, <laughs> happily. Yeah. Um, 
So are you willing to give up Jacob Chikrin, Max Domi, and Rasmus Dahlin for yes. Carlson? Yes, if I'm the Cardinals, yes. yes. Yeah. I, I think I am too, and I, I like all of those players and that pick. But um, <laughs> I just can't believe Ottawa's potentially willing to trade him. So here's the percentage game. If um, wait, Actually, hold on. Do you think that would be enough, or would Ottawa ask for more? That needs to be enough. Well, that, you're that's taking, a lot. Because you're, you're taking Bobby Ryan's contract too. Yeah. yeah. In that scenario. Yeah. So yes. So that again, that is a commitment from ownership to spend not only the money to pay for Bobby Ryan, but then to pay for the extension you're about to give to Eric Carlson. Because you can't do that for a year and a half of Eric Carlson. That's just a complete waste of time. I'd have a harder time parting with Chickering than the number one pick, almost. Not when you, not when you have a lineup that's got Ekman Larson and Jarmerson and Carlson. Yeah, I mean, if you could find a way where your top defensive pairing is Oliver Ekman Larson and Eric Carlson. Well, and here's the other thing: and, and look, I, Jarmerson I, is your second pairing. Like, I, I want people to understand that this is incredibly hypothetical. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so every, we're, every we're team just, we're spitballing. Here. Every city should be doing it, this. If you bring Eric Carlson in, at that point, it accelerates your timeline. Well, it accelerates your timeline, but when when you look at what they have on their blue line. You could entertain the possibility of trading Oliver Ekman Larson this offseason. You could. You need a number one center. That's the that's only right. scenario that you would trade him at that point, right? Because yes. what's that's the, the point? only way I would ever trade Oliver Ekman Larson is for a, a number one center. Number what's one center, what's yeah. the point of, of if you if you had to make the trade that we're throwing out there, where you're giving up Chikrin and whatever a top three pick or something to get Eric Carlson? I, I understand there's always a point to get Eric Carlson, but. Doesn't it make it more beneficial if you can find a way to keep Oliver Ekman Larson? Too? Sure. Yes, sure, but, but you also couldn't trade a, your your first round pick, Max Domi and Jacob Trishman for a number one center. And here's the True. thing: you got to sign Ekman Larson too. So are you going to be able to take two, two of those contracts. contracts on your blue line plus Bobby Ryan? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's tough. I mean, I mean, it, again, it would be, that, that's a again that becomes but an ownership you've, question. You've already already got Alex Goligoski, Jason Demers, uh, Nicholas Charlson for at least another year. And, and now Eric Carlson in the mix. And again, hypothetical, 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 okay? Very hypothetical, because I think the Coyotes And Theo Joseph coming up in your system. So, yeah, you could trade Ekman Larson at that point. Could you find a number one center? I don't know. What's available? I don't want to trade OEL. No, I, I don't think John Chica does either. But in this scenario, you'd almost have to, right? Um, how, how can you afford that on your blue line? Well, that, that's the thing to... Alex Goligoski signed for a long time, too. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing to remember, too, with, with, with this draft pick. Let's say it's not number one. Let's say they go down the path of every other Phoenix sports team and get, like, the third pick when they should get the first. There's not really a center there. We've said this on the show before, that the top-rated center is coming in around 9 or 10. I mean, you can you can draft whoever you want, but... I agree to an extent. I just, when I look back at past drafts, there were centers there. Matthew Barzal was there. You know, the guys So you're saying take a center if they have the third pick? Yes. Okay. Yes. If it's not going to be Dolan, take a center. You need that position. Take okay. the best center available and then develop him. I agree with that, but there's no guarantee. Agreed. I guess what I'm saying is not. it's not like Dylan's years past. Where, well, yeah. Okay, but it's it's not like Jack Eichel or Austin Matthews or right. Connor McDavid are no, there. No, it's, it's, yeah, agreed. And, and even with a guy like Barzal, there's there's not necessarily players there at that position this year that are viewed the way Barzal was viewed in his year. There was just so many other good players that year that he kind of got lost in the shuffle. But if you just look at his individual... the middle of the round, yes. Yeah, scouting yeah. report. I, I mean, again, they're, they're scratch-off tickets to some extent. You can yeah. scout as much as you want. They're scratch-off tickets. And just because you take somebody in the top 10 doesn't mean they're going to be great. Just because you take somebody in the second round doesn't mean they're not going to make it. It's just you're playing the percentages. Can you're we... drafting such young players. It's, yeah. it's just impossible to, to tell what's going to happen in like that four-year window when they're maturing physically. Anyway. All right, the percentage game. 
Okay. Unless, do you want to go back and do the give and go analogy again? or Yeah, go back to that one. All right, we'll, we'll do give that at the go, very end of the show. shorthanded, break away the other way. Yeah, because if you turn over the puck on the give and go, you give up the shorthanded break yeah. away the other way. I've seen this happen recently. So the, uh, the percentage game is with the trade deadline on Monday. What percentage chance do we think that Eric Carlson is on a different team by Tuesday? I still think it's low. I don't know what that percentage is, but it's low because it's a really – difficult package to work. I mean, especially if Bobby Ryan has to be included, it's a difficult thing to work. Yeah, I'd say 15%. Yeah, I was going to say 15 Just because so you also 14. don't have to trade him at the deadline. No, well, He's still signed next year. Uh, see, mm-hmm. now you're getting the second part of my question. Yeah, you can trade him in the summer. So the, the, the urgency to trade him isn't at a high level. You guys are ruining the game. What's I the just, percentage? Oh, go ahead. I, I think in the summer but you have more gets, options okay. because teams are willing to trade NHL players. Playoff teams are willing to trade NHL players What's at that point. Eric Carlson gets traded any point? Well, in the summer, let's say around the draft. Like, are we at 50-50 now? Yeah. I would, I'm, I'm pretty excited. That. I would say... You're yeah, above 50-50? I, I, I would say, say too. Look, the, if they're making it clear that they, they're open to this. It, it sounds like this. we're not going to re-sign there's them. I love it. This is chaos. There's a 90% chance. 90%? In the next 365 days. 90%. To chance. Chicago for Brent Seabrook? <laughs> Craig, you okay? Well, how, how on earth could Chicago afford Bobby Ryan? By getting rid of... Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know. Stan Bowman would find a way. He knows how to take on contracts. I, I love this. Nothing against Ottawa. and, and No, it's, it's unfortunate for that fan base. Yeah, I mean, I hate it from that respect. Player of this okay, so Brent Seabrook and uh, Brandon Saad for Bobby Ryan and Eric Carlson. I'll do it. Yeah, I still think you're way over the cap. of course. You're way over the cap, though. Is the cap going up $15 still million? That, that, is, that, that is a, an outlandish trade proposal. That's not happening. So Jonathan Taves and... There you go, Jonathan Taves. Yeah, because Ottawa wants to take on a $10.5 million cap hit. That's why this is going to be such a tough deal to pull off. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Who are some other teams that we're looking at? Is just Carlson? Yeah. Everyone. That's teams. why I said yeah. everyone has to be exploring this at least. Everyone has to be exploring it. But Chicago, for example, is not realistic. Who are some other realistic teams? Teams that have a lot of money available. So look at the bottom. Colorado, Colorado Carolina, Edmonton. Oh, my God. What about Edmonton? Edmonton needs a defenseman desperately. You know what would have worked really well for Edmonton? They, yeah. If they had, had a guy like Taylor Hall to trade <laughs> in a package? Or, or... You could have got a good defenseman. All right, let's go down that path. Would... Taylor, Taylor Hall and Jordan Eberle and your first-round pick for Eric Carlson. Yeah. That would have been a nice starting point for Edmonton. absolutely would have gotten it done, right? There's, there's no way Ottawa would say no to that in the position they're in if they feel like they have to trade Oops. Eric Carlson. Oh, here, here's another fun one to think about. Okay. Vegas. Yeah, that's why I was about to bring them up. What about Vegas? Got a lot of money coming off the books next year. We get this building Carlson's. window as an expansion team. We're just going to be good from the start the and remain is, good. What if you got Carlson right now? But here's the problem. What on earth are they going to give Ottawa? Other yeah, than Cap That's the issue. They have 700 no- draft picks? Yeah, but they're not even be good draft picks now because they're going to win the cup. Well, you can so, give some of them down the road, but yeah, if, if Carlson is there, maybe they're good. I mean, that's I, I don't the problem. Know. Like, yeah, their first round picks are Carlson to Carlson. They could take on Bobby Ryan's contract though. Mm-hmm. Boy, what a splash! Vegas comes in, just you dominates. That'd be trades for Eric Carlson right on the trade deadline. <laughs> I just don't know who they could possibly give them. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the problem. Like, they don't have enough assets just, to give. I'm just imagining the George McPhee memes that come out at that point. Unless you just want to. Sorry, use there it. are no other teams in the NHL, but just, I you okay, make all the headlines. Three years <laughs> worth of first round picks. Like, I don't know what else you give them. That's that's the thing. Want. You have William Carlson. Marshall's already going to start making money, although it's only five million. 
But the more you look at this, the more we all say, yes, there's 30 teams that should be lined up to try and get Eric Carlson. But you can probably pick out about 15, 16, 17 of them that, that can't make a deal happen. Either they don't have the cap space to take on Bobby Ryan or they don't have the pieces to give Ottawa to, to take on Eric Carlson. It's not, it's not as simple as, hey, which teams could use Eric Carlson? Because that's all of them. But now you start to look closer. Colorado is interesting. They need defense badly. And they have enough young players they can afford to to give up a couple forwards. But who's that forward? Like, you're not giving up Rotten if you can help it, right? Yeah, but you might have to. You might have to. But, again, you've got got Landis Cog. You've got McKinnon. I'd give up Landis Cog. Yep, I would too. Yeah. The only, only guy I'd say is untouchable is McKinnon. Yeah. Anyone else? Sure. I mean, Kerfoot's been really good. I know you probably would like to keep him around, but mm. you have maybe, you know, Zadaroff and forward. Is there any way New Jersey could pull this off? Because they've got cap space. They do have cap space. Ryan, Remember Ryan Clough? His contract comes off the books next year. Remember Ryan Clough. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know what they... Mm. I don't know what they give them. That's the problem. It's like I don't know yeah. what they can offer. They it's going to be interesting to watch. Any... But, but we should move on because, you know, we don't have Luke for very long. Uh, but this is no. what I want to talk about. Like, would you give up Heeshear? Because mm. they don't have a high pick this year, obviously. They're going to be tough. a playoff team probably. Yeah, that, that center position. But, that I mean, that may be what you need to give up. Oh, Winnipeg. Win, yeah, Winnipeg's another one. Fun one to think about. Because Entrum's coming off the books next year. You've got guys like Ehlers, Connor, Patan. Like you might be able to without giving up those top. You know, you're not giving up the Shifley Wheelers of the world. You might be able to pull that off, or Lionays of the world. You might be able to pull that off. Yeah, if I'm Winnipeg, if you're Eric Carlson, you're like, wait, Ottawa to Winnipeg, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, am I destined yeah, no, to play well, in small markets. Well, and that, that's the other factor. Small too, cold of, markets. Is he going to resign with you? Right. And that's that's probably something that all these teams have to think about. That well, you know, they they explore that ahead of time, so you have a good feel for that. Yeah, you're going to have to have that deal essentially done before you make that trade because nobody's trading for Eric Carlson and giving up what they would have to give up for a year and a half or yeah. basically a year. All right, any other names that uh, stand out to you as far as the trade deadline coming up here in a couple it's, days? It's hard when Eric Carlson's name is out there. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, everybody else, you know, Evander Kane, Ryan Rick, McDonough, Rick, Rick Nash, are some of the guys that are probably going to move. Although I'm not, I'm not even convinced anybody's ever going to trade for Vander Kane. He's been on the block for two years. Right. For his entire career, actually. <laughs> yes. It's the, I, I don't know. There are teams that could use him, though, and he was scoring at a pretty good yeah. pace earlier this just, year. There just seems to be something that goes on there. If you're Buffalo, though, you have to trade him. He's yeah, not what signed. What are you holding on to him for? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, by the way, a Rangers-Devils trade, did that strike you guys as odd? Yeah, it's sort of weird when they make, when they make But deals. the Rangers have given up, so... The Rangers well, have really given, given up. up. That still doesn't mean they need to help the Devils. I was, it just seemed weird to me. Watching the beginning of their broadcast last night and just their defensive pairings. It's, it's bad. What happened to that team? Well, I, I forgot the game I was watching the other day. Where, oh, it was the Flyers game. Whether that was Sunday or Monday, whenever that was, when they gave up a zillion goals in every period. And it looked like Lundqvist was going to murder every single member of his team. <laughs> it's like the playoffs with two years ago. when they Every single one. Pittsburgh finally beat them in the first round, and everybody just quit on Lundqvist. Yeah. And it was like, oh, Lundqvist can't make a save when they let every Penguin skate right through the middle of the I, ice. I have never puck. seen it's more. like the Coyotes game last keep, night. Keep in mind, I've watched a lot of that. Coyotes games the last few years, and I still have never seen more odd man opportunities than the Rangers gave up to the Flyers. In that, in that game. Yeah, that, that team is... Well, Every they wrote that letter, up, though. 
Every time I looked up, there was a two-on-one or three-on-one three on three for the Flyers. By the way, before we move on from the trade deadline, do we want to talk about that Coyotes move? Which yes, let's do that. Jamie described as meh, meh, I think. Yeah. I, I couldn't even muster an emotion. Let's, let's quickly do that. Um, and first, let's clear the air, as Craig and I did on the broadcast last night. Like this? <clears throat> yes, clear your voice on the air. All right. Um, they didn't trade for Darcy Kemper to get rid of Antti Ranta. No, they didn't. Okay. No. It doesn't mean that... He can't be insurance, but I don't think Darcy Kemper's viewed in the same light as Antti Ranta. Yeah. He's... Because he's not as good. Yes, ex- exactly. <laughs> Let's... Uh, you know, look, I, people can look at, say, he's big, he's, he's come into his own with L.A. Okay, it's, That's nice. it's a very small sample size, and he did have that one nice playoff run, but he wasn't very good in Minnesota. Maybe he's reached the point where he's matured enough to be a solid backup. But if that's your insurance plan, if you can't sign Antti Ranta, I don't think that's a very good insurance plan. I think yeah. the Coyotes would still need to go out and find a number one goalie. Darcy Kemper might slot in as a very good backup. And again, even if you are planning, re-signing Ranta, you have to be aware of his injury history. You have to be aware that you're going to probably only going to get 45, 50 games probably a season out of him. If, I mean, like maybe. It is what it is. I don't know. Do we really know that yet? Or was this year an anomaly? Uh, he's I don't been know. hurt before, even when he's been in the backup role. I think I'm a little higher on Kemper than you guys are. Like, I think that he's somebody that if he had to start for a month for you, if, let's say, your number one goalie was hurt, I don't I don't think he'd be in trouble. I, I think that there's... I'm be fine, but no, it, it, going into a season with him as your number no, one, I, I think, can't is do that. But I, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, he's he'll be 28 in a couple months. There's similarities, like you guys said, between where he is in his career and where Ronta was. Now, I agree. Ronta, Ronta looked like a number one goalie last year, and even at times the year before for the yeah. Rangers. Just and when playing healthy this year, clearly does. But I think there is something to the fact that Kemper's right around that same age. He's, he's, he's huge. He's 6'5". He, I'm willing to buy in or at least give him the benefit of the doubt that he is improved now because he was working with Bill Ranford, and it's not just a fluky, hey, I got 10 wins and 15 starts, whatever, he's 10-1-3 right. and three with L.A. I think that he may have turned the corner, but you're right. I don't want to go into next season with him as a starter. My whole point is I don't think that's John Chaika's plan either. I think no, the plan is still to keep Ronta. It absolutely is to re-sign Ante Ronta. Now, you don't know whether that's going to happen or not. You just can't predict that. No. What if he wants too much term? Something along those lines. What if Ante Ronta just wants to play somewhere else and isn't being entirely honest? Because have you ever talked to an NHL player who hasn't said, I want to stay here when you ask them about their future? No, you haven't. Kyle Turris? Oh, okay, Kyle Turris. <laughs> That's the only there are There are a few examples, <laughs> Matthew Shane. <laughs> but by and large, the, the, yeah. like 98% of the time, you'll get that response from players. So it's almost, sometimes I feel stupid even asking that question yeah. because I know what I'm going to get. It's just the potential of someone saying, yeah, you know, I think I'm looking somewhere else. That, yeah. that makes yes. me keep asking the question. Yes. Brad Richardson that, gave a very honest answer to that. He was the only one who gave an honest answer to that question. But anyway, with this trade, you, you, if, if you believe that he can be a solid backup and the Coyotes' history with starting goalies and injuries the last few years, you know you're going to need to lean on your backup quite a bit. Their, their history over the last three years has shown that to be the case, and they haven't gotten good play from their backups no. the last couple of years. So it makes sense to invest in a backup goalie. You, you lost Tobias Reed or Scott Wedgwood, you know, whatever. You, you gave up you another backup that goalie. Yeah. That, that's got to happen. You had yeah. to move him off the roster. Toby Reeder, I think, is an NHL player. I think he can help teams in certain areas. He's a very good penalty killer. He's very responsible defensively. But he just wasn't a fit in Rick Tockett's system. He wasn't his kind of player. So... You're okay making this trade if Darcy Kemper works out. Even if it if it doesn't pan out, 
you, you lost the bottom of the roster they, forward. They, they you can replace those guys. Forward. As John Chica said it, in, in that conference call, we feel we have other players in our system with the similar skill sets that can fill what Toby Reader yeah, did. They have a million left-handed shot wingers. Like I, that, that, yeah. that, that is part of the equation, too. And I, I think Reader will fit in well in L.A. In I was going to say, I think, he'll, I think he'll produce that. kind of happy for him because, yeah. you know, he went through the, those ugly contract negotiations two years ago. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it hasn't worked out for him the way he wanted here. And I don't really think he was a big favorite of Rick Tockett, so a fresh start. I mean, his, his agent said it when I asked him the other day. He said this will be good for him. He needed yeah. a fresh start. So good for Toby, and, and now Germany's playing for gold, too. It's true. We've come full Good circle. week for Toby Reader. And, and you know, talking to Kemper yesterday, he said he's not coming in with any specific expectations for playing time. So I think that nobody wants to be the backup goalie, but I think he knows that that's his role at least right now. How do you think Ranta views this move? Well, I don't. I, mean, <laughs> I don't want to say that it, it rattled him a little bit last night because I'm I, I'm thinking the defensive zone coverage in front of him rattled him a little bit more. Yeah, I would think so. I don't know. There I mean, wasn't you're, much. You're last a pro. Night. So th- these things happen. This is the business. So uh, I, I hope it didn't impact him at all. Yeah, I mean, again, I think he should be aware of the situation because Kemper did this year in L.A. the same thing that Ronta did two years ago in New York. Yeah. Coming into a situation where you have an established number one goaltender and you're coming in as a backup to try to prove yourself and kind of elevate yourself into a situation where you can maybe do a 50-50 split at some point or something closer. I just so, I, I know you're on board with him, with Kemper. I still want to see that. Look, he played in front of a – he played behind a team that, that's still very good defensively. Yes. So I oh yeah, I want to see – I want to see how he can do in this role. And he's going to get his chance. He's going to play this weekend in one of these two games, yeah. I would guess. I'm on board with him in the sense that I'm on board with giving him 28 starts a season. I don't Like like I said earlier, I don't want him to be the number one going in, but if my tandem is Ranta and Kemper, I feel pretty good about my goalie situation. Like It's not like I have... Who's even good anymore in the NHL? I can't say Carey Price. It's not like I have Sergei Bobrovsky back there. Yeah, Spe- but, yeah speaking of Montreal, bad week for them too. Yeah, but when Ronta plays, I'm pretty confident in him. Yeah, most you know nine out of ten nights, and then when he doesn't play, that's been the knock on him. I can throw in a guy that I I, I think I think will be better than most backups the Coyotes have had lately. How's that? Is that a, a fair way to put it? That's fair. Okay. All right, you guys are going to have to move on without me. I'm going to walk out the door. NHL news. That's all we really have left. Maybe I'll just sit here and listen so, and pretend like I'm Josh left. Bailey signed a six-year deal with an AAV of $5 million. So it's a monster the, here. The question to me is, okay, what about John Tavares? Yeah. How I, come they haven't signed John Tavares? I just have yet? to have a feeling that, that... Yeah, John, we're going to take care of Josh first. You're trying to bait me to come back on the air here, aren't you? Kind of. John Tavares should have been number one priority two years ago for the Islanders. Yeah, I I don't quite understand unless John Tavares made it clear that I'm going to see what's out there. Yeah, maybe he did. I'm not not saying I'm leaving. I'm just, I'm going to see what's out there and then we'll talk. I'm going to see what you'll have to pay me. Yeah, here's what you have to match. Here's what you have to match. Perfect sense. But again, keeping Josh Bailey around will. Luke is unplugging over here. He's literally unplugging. You can talk from the distance if you want to. I'm honestly leaving. Okay. Gonna see, obviously, already set a career high in points. Yeah. This year, gonna. I would assume he's got two more goals left in him this season, so he'll set a career high in goals as well. They again, they've been desperately looking for players to put around John Tavares. So again, good thing to lock him up. A few other items to mention. Uh, Austin Matthews. Uh, I think yeah. everyone's holding their breath. Not just in Toronto. Nobody wants to see this guy go out of the lineup. He was injured late last night have an MRI today it's believed to be a shoulder injury according to Bob McKenzie it's not great no that's that that should have everyone on pins and needles in Toronto that's you don't want to see a player like that go out of the playoffs I'm really looking forward to seeing the Maple Leafs play whoever they play in the first round of the playoffs in the Atlantic 
whether it's Boston or Tampa Bay. Yeah, it, it's going to be exciting either way. You just, even even regardless of that, you never want to see anybody, but particularly high talent players, miss significant time, and it, it's just unfortunate. But again, it's it's part of the game. But you just you don't you don't want to see the McDavid's, the Matthews of the world just missing time, especially this time of year. What about the Philadelphia Flyers? They're one point out of first place I, right now. They're on. They're playing. This team lost 10 straight games. Yes. How do you lose 10 straight games in any season? And and they're on an 8-0-2 run right now. One point out of first place. I mean, that speaks as much, I think, to the diminished Metropolitan Division as anything right there. Yes, you have a very tired Penguins team, a not-as-good Caps team. That's still good, but not as good as they've been. They're not dominant. Yeah, uh, Columbus Jer- is dead. Yeah, I know they're New Jersey slipped spot. a bit, too, from where they were earlier in the season. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen in that division anymore. I really don't. No, I still think Pittsburgh has an easy exit here. Wow. If I could tee up anything for you before you leave, there it is. Yeah, Flyers, Penguins in round one is what we're potentially looking at. Which, Pretty cool. Uh, well, that's which, gone really well for the Yeah, which I would hate, but I think everybody else should enjoy. <laughs> that's my last contribution to the show today. And we really only have we really don't have anything more to add to that. Uh, by the way, Johnny Gaudreau, now second in the NHL in points. He's just on a ridiculous... Ridiculous run now, but the Flames can't win. They did. I mean, they, they did well, beat the Coyotes. <laughs> well, to be fair, the Coyotes. Oh, they can't win at home. They have this the weird. Do, do you weird consider him an MVP candidate at this point? I think he has to be in the conversation. It, it's always tough with wingers yes. because you just feel like they impact less of the game than defensemen or centers, it just it, it, or goaltenders, even in that fashion. Like that's the problem, but. I don't know where Calgary would be without them because they're especially this time of year when they've been slipping a little bit. He's doing everything humanly possible to lift them into the playoffs, and he's been consistent all year too. It's not like he just got hot recently. And but thirty-two points in his last twenty-four games, he he is hot. Oh no, he's still hot, but he has been good all season. Yeah, that I I I don't know what to make of Calgary at this point. I kind of feel like they should be a little further they, along than they, they are. Should be. And Sam Bennett is one of the reasons they're not, although he was he was playing on the top line last night, which was an interesting move, and he looked good with them. But, again, that impacts your depth below him. He If if he were playing better, I think this team would be a little higher in the standings and, and everybody would be okay with Calgary's progression. Yeah, I mean, they have problems down the middle. We've talked about that before. where They don't have that, that high-impact player down the middle, multiple players of that position, which, again, even as good as your wingers are, you can't win without good centers. All right. Does that do it for us this week? I think like so. two minutes after Luke walks out the door, are we done here? I think. Oh, I think we should mention uh, Luongo's speech. Oh, you go ahead. Uh, pre-game because that was it was absolutely phenomenal in the wake of the Parkland shootings Absol- in Florida. Yeah, yeah. and I, I forgot who said it on Twitter, so I apologize for not giving them credit. But I'll, I will echo the sentiment of the NHL is very fortunate to have players like Roberto Luongo mm-hmm. in their league and speaking about these topics. Amen to that. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. On behalf of Jamie Eiser and the now-departed Luke Lipinski and the Magic Man Chris Schubert, yes, that's his new nickname. Magic Man. I'm Craig Morgan. Thanks for listening to the Natural Hat Trick Podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.